Ladies and gentlemen, welcome out, Mr. Jason B. Um, he 
they can tend to be more on the feminine side, the softer side. And when I was listening to uh, the Fried Oreos uh, episode today, it really brought it home for me. And um, I've been dealing with it for over a year and a half now. And I've been, you know, obviously I'm exposing myself, but I've been seeking professional help with this particular issue. And because I've been doing it, I've uh, actually developed a better relationship. Um, I stand my ground more. I do my own things more often, and it's okay. But still, you know, it's not something that you just overcome overnight, and it's just like it doesn't mean you become a dick or an asshole right away. So when the Fried Aria was talking about why women like assholes, there was a lot of callers, uh, female callers, actually, on his station, and he was saying, or they were saying, that they prefer, you know, it's not that they they want an asshole, but they like it because so many reasons, and I would highly encourage you to go and listen to his particular podcast, The Fried Oreo, um, very, you know, you can find him on iTunes, you can also find him on um, Spotify, uh, Podcoin, uh, and so many other platforms where uh, podcasting can be uh, listened to. So anyway, so it struck at home, and, you know, there were other callers, males, that called in, and they they just said a lot of the things, the dysfunctions of what a nice guy does. And um, on the album art, I'm going to post a picture, and you can listen to the book if you want for any of those male listeners out there who are not getting what you want in a relationship or business in life. You know, and the author, author Robert Glover, does distinctly say, you know, what the nice guy goes through. You know, he gives case studies. He gives you suggestions of what, you know, to do, um, how not to be pushed around or bullied around, and how not to, um, how to go after um, personal relationships or business that you really deserve and desire. Um, a lot of things. A lot of times, the nice guy um, he suffers from a lack of leadership. Uh, you know, he struggles definitely in those areas, and going after his own pursuits and wants only are conditional if they have what they want, essentially, or they have the go ahead. So, um, you know, it's something that I I've dealt with. And one of the, the the key ingredients that has made many of these men to becoming nice guys um, starts in the home, starts in the, the beginning programming as a child. Um, for my own example, you know, I was raised by a single mother. My father was not very strong. My, my dad did not survive the marriage. My dad left the marriage and forced my mom to become both father and mother. And my mother had a very hard, vindictive attitude, and sometimes even way too masculine, and, you know, I'm not really blaming her, but, you know, she a lot of times came off like a guy, and because of her resentment, what she had been through, she took it out on me and my brother and my sister. Luckily, my brother was strong enough to, um, you know, he sought his own way and got away from the situation. So you can go through, the nice guy does go through 
it tends to go through some toxic environments, and they are by choice. They feel if they are criticized or they go through personal dramas that they deserve what they've got and that they should suffer. And the truth is, no, you should you should not suffer by any means, uh, by anyone's uh, will or way of how they should treat you badly. Now, in my own personal relationships, um, I've been in, I was accused of being too feminine for them. You know, my response is too caring, too nurturing, and not someone who's after his own journey and adventure and and strong leadership. And the relationships really suffer, you know. Um, As a result, I do have three different uh, children from three different moms. And, you know, God willing, the relationship that I'm in now and that I've been working on um, is my one-year-old. And, you know, we've talked about this. We've talked about you do need to be, I do need to be masculine. She needs to be the feminine role. And it doesn't mean that you need to be, there's a big difference between being a dick or a jerk or an asshole. Now, some people claim the word asshole as like, like it's your man mantra, like, you know, don't fuck with me, um, I've got my own way, and you're either going to go it my way or the highway. No, it's not completely like that. It just basically, what is happening in a normal man is he has a position, he has a direction, and he may not always be correct, but he's going with a sense of direction, and a lot of times the women want to follow that. They, they... You know, there's a saying that I'll say sometimes, and I believe it to be strongly true. Women know what they like. They don't know what they want. And how that applies is, you know, especially after hearing Dwan's or the Fried Oreos, you know, episode, you know, women are confirming my my theology. They, you know, they prefer the asshole, maybe not totally long-term. I mean, this doesn't mean that he, the guy needs to be abusive or whatever, but you know, letting them know how it is, and it starts early, I mean, women are programmed, whether they have good dads or bad dads, on their, what they're attracted to by what, how the man is leading in the relationship, and how he is um, taking it to a level to lead a family, because ultimately, I mean, if you ask pretty much almost any woman, they're going to say, what do you look for in a real man, a man who can take care of me to a point. Now, women want their own personal opinions and interjections and, you know, and their ideas to be validated. But when it comes to a heterosexual relationship, a lot of times women do prefer the man to make a lot of key decisions, yet she would like to reserve, you know, allowed or have the right to input on those decisions and not necessarily always make them. Now, there's been quite a few relationships that I have looked up to, and I see how the man is particularly, and it, it kind of goes with that. So, um, you know, this, me speaking about this, it, it's entirely personal, you know, but yet it's inspiring at the same time because I don't want people to feel sorry for me. This is a condition that, yes, I had to go through some programming to get in this condition. I mean, my father wasn't strong to begin with, but his father was. 
you know, I did have some role models in my life to know what a man is and how a man should act, for the most part, in theory. But how I've developed my personal um, masculine side into, I don't want to say completely wipe out the feminine side because there are parts I fight, you know, and I have to deal with. But one of the things about distinctly about a man is it's not about arrogance. It's about um, trailblazing kind of an attitude, like you're willing to just take the risk and deal with it. You know, if problems come your way, you know. Um, a stronger man has a lot more emotional control, though an authentic man at the same time knows how to feel. It doesn't mean that we can't have emotions. That's the fallacy. So what you got to understand is that it's not so much that um, men can't feel. It just, it's frowned upon on expressing your emotions. And a lot of times you see, and I see it in the world, a lot of the women, feminines, they they express so much emotion and they need the strong anchor of a logical, mechanical man um, in their thought process, in their performance process. You know, like so... If you're a guy and you, you've seen, like, the hot girl and you're like, oh, no way I could get that, you know, maybe I could try to be their friend. PDE kind of brought that point up is, you know, like if they are trying to be friendly to try to get at a girl and, you know, just try to be their friend first, you know, it has its good and bad, but he was explaining it like being too soft in the nature is kind of, like, deceitful. And what some of the other tests callers were doing on the fried Oreo station, they were simply, they prefer kind of like the asshole because they know what they've got, and with the nice guy, it's kind of like throwing them off because they don't know what to expect, you know, if he's going to be a jerk, he's going to be a jerk, you know, you know, uh, for the nice guy, he he hides that, you know, until he's in a passive-aggressive position, and um, Robert Glover really does... Um, really does go over everything and I've read his book um, I've taken I've been performing the steps of rehabilitation um, one of the careful things that for me is having my own self sense of worth come first now I have a family I'm raising two girls and I am in a relationship and I am participating in that and one of the things that I have really strongly take a stance on lately is a nice guy can be abused very easily just so that he can have the relationship. You know, he doesn't want to be alone. Um, my counter to that is, you know, start taking walks and talks to yourself. Start pursuing your own journey. Um, and believe it or not, you don't always have to um, converse or describe or thoroughly go over over the understanding of the relationships um, status, you know, like trying to fix every problem is not healthy, you know. Um, sometimes you just need to walk away for a while. And, you know, you can be challenged in your decision. And, and women will do this. They will challenge you, you know. But, you know, these nice guys can also be mentally abusive. They can say things and, you know, to other people. So, um, 
how this really impacts me is as I was listening to the Fried Oreos, you know, thing, I was like, wow, I've really got a good relationship because I started making choices for improvement and changes that needed to exist in my male persona. And, you know, harnessing my masculinity um, is very key. So even the way I talk, you know, not trying to talk, you know, always softer or with a higher pitch. And that happens in nice guys, you know. Now, doesn't just because you're a nice guy doesn't mean that you always suffer from the, all these mental conditions, but there are definitely interruptions in your, your life that you need to work heavily on. You know, self-development is a big key. Self-ownership and accountability is a big key to how you get through this, these circumstances. So, you know, all I can tell you is, um, speaking from my own personal example, um, it has been a struggle, you know, and I have had, I love my mom, but I have had a toxic and abusive mom, you know, still to this day, she'll be calling me asshole, jerk, you know, things that you wouldn't say to your son, you know, and just remember, when you're talking to your kids and your cousins, your kids, they're a representation of you, and I regret, there's one big regret, I have cussed at my kids, you know, and done some of the same things that my mom did to me, um, but I take ownership of that, and, um, you know, sometimes it's it's good to take a self-check, you know, of um, not, you know, letting things get out of hand. you got to understand that when you're making improvements, a lot of these things may seem foreign to you, and you've really got to have the guts, so to speak, to, you know, say, okay, well, you know what? These circumstances are not working for me, and I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to go forward with this. Whatever it is, got to learn how to say no sometimes. You know, it doesn't mean you need to explain yourself. It's just no. You know, um, the men I admire who have strong character and moral code, um, you know, they'll give a direct answer. They'll give a direct description. They're not easily swayed, and they're not... Um, but they're not so easy to voice their opinions out right away. They become more stoic and they listen before they respond. So my role models as men, um, you know, uh, definitely uh, are, they're not perfect, but they're, they're made to be examples that I can attain to. You know, it's not like I can't be. And it doesn't mean that just because you're a man, you need to have, like, the biggest muscles or six-pack abs, or you have to be the richest man. You could be a humble man, you know, with all this being said. You can be a persuasive man without having to feel like you have money, you know, to have to manipulate a situation. And a lot, not a lot of people really get that. Nice guys, tend they can do that stuff. So if you get a chance and you want to listen to the audio book, you can probably find it on audiobook.com, uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy by Robert Glover, or you can read it. So definitely uh, an opportunity to look into it, especially if, you know, you want to you want to change your life. You want to change the outcomes. you got to look at yourself first, really hardcore in the mirror. And even when I was listening to last night's episode, and I was just rambling, I want to be honest with you, 
I, I was just a little out of my mind. You know, I was I had a few beers, and you know, I, I made a podcast. I'm not necessarily proud of, but you know what? It is what it is. I pressed the record and I published. It's done. You know, whatever. And that's another aspect of band is like accepting your decision points. Um, not always just coming from an emotional position. You know, sometimes, yeah, we get heated. When a man yells, people tend to jump. They, you know, women do get scared. And there is a lot of healthy reactions when you're frustrated, what a man can do. And it's okay to voice your opinion at times, but it's even more important to have your emotional control. So not all of us men have that under control. There's sometimes it just becomes too much, and we let it out. So, um... It's an inner look about what a nice guy goes through. Um, You know, he's always afraid to voice his real opinion. He'll lie or be hiding behind an answer that, you know, when confronted about something, you know, he's not, he doesn't feel qualified to answer or feels like he's unsure of himself. You know, he'll create another answer to make the other person happy, and that's really not healthy for anybody. So uh, a lot of these things I've over. I'm overcoming, I should say, and definitely developing myself to being a better, more solid man. Well, um, I just wanted to record this little bit of an episode and kind of give you a perspective, you know, and share a little bit. Yes, it's vulnerable, but at the same time, um, I just want to say thank you to Fried Oreo for making a great episode. His episode inspired me to talk about my situation a little bit and share, maybe help those who are suffering from the same thing. So uh, if you have any you know, questions or comments, feel free to call in on uh, the Anchor.fm app, uh, leaving a voicemail. You can also write me goodvibesjasonb at gmail.com. That's another way of outreaching to me on email. So thank you all, and I appreciate your time, and have a great day.